Podcast Answer Man, episode number 301. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Hyatt from This Is Your Life and MichaelHyatt.com. You're listening to the man who has trained more people to podcast than anyone else on the planet. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode, there's something we can all do to take our podcast and everything else we're doing in life to the next level. That's right, my friends. And today I'm actually going to be doing something that um, I have neglected for way too long. And that is I am going to give you nearly an entire episode devoted to YouTube. That's right. Me, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast audio snob, the guy who prefers audio over video for a billion different reasons. Today, almost this entire episode is going to be about YouTube. And to join me for that is my great friend, Eric J. Fisher, our social media correspondent here at gspn.tv. He is standing by right now to actually talk with us about YouTube. And we're going to talk about how I use YouTube, some of the unique things that have changed about YouTube recently and over the years, and how we might open up and start the conversation uh, that hopefully will go into the future But uh, to kick things off, though, I want to start off with something I love doing, and that is giving you my personal plug of the week. And this week, my personal plug of the week, it just warms my heart to share it with you. Uh, This is not a podcasting A to Z student. It is not somebody who is a one-on-one consultant client. Uh, This is somebody who heard me speak at the uh, the platform conference in Nashville, Tennessee, Somebody that I didn't even actually have the opportunity to meet face-to-face. She did not come up and introduce herself to me at the conference. But it is somebody who, she is someone who saw me speak, heard my message, and then said, I want to do something. And she went to learnhowtopodcast.com, went through the tutorials. Now, she did purchase my equipment package. But then she took it upon herself to take all of that information that's available for free on my website. And she has launched a podcast. In fact, if you don't mind, um, I've asked her if I could share some emails with Facebook. Now, I didn't ask her if I could share it on Podcast Answer Man. She has no clue that she's being featured as my personal plug of the week. But uh, I know she will be very blessed by this. I want to read to you an email that I got from Lou Ann Clark on February 16th. This is what she wrote. She says, hey, Cliff, we did not officially meet at Michael Hyatt's platform conference but I was in the audience and I was wowed by your presentation. I came home and I started looking for a place to put a recording studio. Turns out that I have a closet that looks close to perfect and I'll be ordering equipment from you soon. I said on social media that the podcast went from 10th place on my list of priorities and I'm now moving it to first. 
I am beyond excited about this. As a former broadcaster, I still yearn for my first love, radio. It looks like podcasting is the way to use my best gifts, have the most fun, and communicate my message about healthy thinking. I am a depression survivor who has learned to thrive. I am 10 years into recovery after more than 20 years of depression, and I want to share my hows with others who are suffering. Thanks again for sharing your expertise at Platform. You were already on my list. I'm a huge Dan Miller fan, and it was a real pleasure to learn from you firsthand. Thanks for the free resources on your website. I'm on lesson seven and raring to go. I have a goal to have my podcast online by March 18th. Now, that was February 16th, all right? Now, we exchanged a couple emails back and forth, and I was very uh, encouraged by her feedback and how much my message that I shared at Platform had inspired her. And she did purchase my Podcast Answer Man equipment package that you can find at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. She got that in. And of course, that came with uh, two tutorials that talk about the you know equipment setup, give you the overview of how that all works and, and uh, the, the recorder. And she did it all by herself. And on March 17th, one day before her goal of getting her show online, she wrote me another email. And this is what Luann wrote. Cliff, I wanted to let you know that my Decided Difference podcast was launched today. It's still under review in iTunes, but it's on my, up on my blog if you want to check it out at luannclark.com. The initial feedback I'm getting is from people saying that they want to hear more, which is a win. I love my equipment, and your Podcasting 101 got me up and running. Here's a photo of my studio, and I love it. Uh, anyway, I listened to her first episode and it is awesome. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and play just a little bit of it for you right here, right now. If I can do it, you can too. Let's make a decided difference. Welcome to the Decided Difference Podcast. Here we'll talk about how to overcome depression and anxiety, how to develop the habits of happiness, and how you can live happily ever after. Now, here's your host, Lou Ann Clark. Welcome to the very first Decided Difference podcast. Why Decided Difference? Well, the phrase Decided Difference means a strong or a distinct difference between two items, two persons or two situations. For example, there's a decided difference between winter and summer where I live in my home state of Kentucky. There's also a decided difference in how I feel and live now and the way I used to feel and live. I am undeniably better than I used to be. I was in and out of depressive episodes for more than 20 years, and I took several different antidepressant drugs and also anti-anxiety drugs during that time. All right. And if you want to hear more, I encourage you to head over to luannclark.com. And again, that's luannclark.com. That's L-O-U-A-N-N-C-L-A-R-K.com. Luannclark.com. Go check out our podcast. By the way, Decided Difference podcast, it's actually called A Decided Difference. 
Uh, if you just do a search for Decided Difference inside of iTunes, her podcast is now active and raring to go. I encourage you to subscribe. If you like her show, please give her a five-star rating, write her a review, and be sure to let her know that you heard about her from the Podcast Answer Man. Luann Clark, I am so excited for you to mix your passion and your love and your message and getting it all out into the world through podcasting. It, it, your story is why I do what I do. So thank you for that. All right, next up, I want to give you one other thing before we go into our, our very extended social media segment uh, this week on YouTube. Uh, so Eric, please stand by there, my friend. But anyway, I want to share with you another update on the Podcast Answer Man exclusive audio branding package from Music Radio Creative. Now, I will tell you, you guys have been responding like crazy, and I'm so excited. So many people are taking their audio branding to a whole new level uh, by by going through this exclusive package that we have with uh, Music Radio Creative. Now, what I want to share with you right now is my good friend John Skiba. He happens to be a podcast mastermind member and a good friend, and he has the JD Blogger podcast where he helps lawyers uh, basically promote their law firms, their independent law firms, and and build their business and their brand by using social media such as, uh, well, social media tools, blogging, and podcasting. And check out this brand new intro for John's podcast. The way that we practice law and market our law practices is changing. The great news is the changes are exciting and provide more opportunities than ever before. Join John in his journey to help you take your practice to the next level without spending thousands of dollars each month. Welcome to the JD Blogger Podcast, helping attorney entrepreneurs market their practice through blogging, podcasting, and social media. Here's your host, John Skiba. Well, there you go. And of course, he has it set up to where his music will allow him to kind of talk and it'll fade out in the background as he welcomes everybody to his show and it just continues to go and he can even fade it out like this if he wanted to and it's just uh, very natural and I just want to say great job Mike and Isabella Russell and their team over at Music Radio Creative. If you want to learn more about my very exclusive package offer that's available only to Podcast Answer Man community members, well then take a listen to this. The sound of your podcast to the next level. Podcast Answer Man presents an exclusive audio branding package for podcasters, where voiceovers, audio producers, singers, and musicians bring together their knowledge and talent to you. Podcasting. Get a one-hour web meeting with an audio branding specialist to discuss your podcast's exact audio needs. A professional intro and outro for your podcast. Plus, three jingles that you can use to transition between segments. Introduce interviews, features, and more. And more. The Podcast Answer Man audio branding package from just $449. Exclusively at podcastanswerman.com slash audio. Well, my friends, it is that time. Once again, where we welcome my great friend and social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher, to the show for our social media segment. Eric, how's it going, my friend? It's going great. Awesome. I am so excited to talk about today's topic. It's something that, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure why I haven't covered YouTube as much as I have. I mean, I I use it all the time in my business. I use it all the time to build my brand and my platform. As a podcaster, I think it is an invaluable tool that that should be used by every podcaster, and and yet 
I I just now I'm realizing that I don't talk about it a whole lot. So hold on, you're saying that podcasters actually use video? Well, of course, you know that podcasting is both video and audio. Although I, I do. I'm certainly biased towards audio. You know, I think people. I, I personally prefer audio podcast over video, even though I do subscribe to Leo Laporte's videos. I'm actually two weeks behind on Twit and, and MacBreak Weekly at times just because it's so hard to find screen time to watch, whereas I could have actually listened to all that stuff in the background while doing other things. But anyway. I confess, I actually watch Twit network shows a select two or three on my Apple TV and Okay, confession, I skipped the ads so much easier that way. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. The funny thing is I used to listen to their ads when I listened to the audio, but I, I skip them in the video just because I certainly don't have, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> anyway, so, we're talking but, about YouTube. But video is good for podcaster, audio podcasters and video podcasters, obviously. And YouTube has become a very big piece of what you do. And now they've made some changes and even upgrades. They have. You know, and, and before we get into talk about some of the changes and the upgrades, uh, I do want to say this. This is something that people come to me all the time. They say, Cliff, I want to create a podcast. I'm like, great. Uh, now, do you teach how to do video podcasting as well? And I'm like, I don't. I mean, I know how to, but no, I'm not going to teach you how to create a video podcast. I might answer some questions for you along the way, but I'm not going to give you a step-by-step tutorial on how to create a video podcast. I just, you know, it's just not where, it's just not my thing. I, I'm an audio podcaster. I teach people how to do quality audio podcasting. Uh, the, here's the deal. What I would say is that when people come to me, they, the number one argument I get is, we well, don't understand. What I want to talk about is visual. It needs video. And I, and of course, the, the funny thing is, is about almost every single person who said that eventually ended up creating an audio podcast about their very visual topic that needed video. We're talking about digital video podcasting, people who are answering questions about how to do things in digital video, all sorts of, you know, cooking. I mean, hello, how can you do, I mean, you got the Food Network, of course, you know, you don't, you don't hear the cooking channel on the radio. How can I talk about cooking? And, and in fact, you know what, I, I, I'm sure Keith Snow would not mind me reading this, but uh, Keith, if you're listening, I'm sorry, I didn't get your permission, but uh, check this out. I'm going to go here. He says, I'm quite excited to produce better sound and I always wanted to get equipment from you. I've been following along and I'm so excited to see how you're progressing. Hard work and passion always pays off. I wish I would have put more time investment and excitement into my podcast rather than spend 90% of 2012 filming 20 episodes of long form cooking shows for national TV. That aside, from looking great, do almost nothing for my bottom line. Podcasting is very powerful, Cliff. Listeners are super fans, all in capital letters. He says, I'm being blessed by delivering audio content. Now, this is a guy who, when he came to me, he was all video. I mean, he has, as a matter of fact, he's got an amazing YouTube channel, Harvest Eating. Go check it out, Harvest Eating on YouTube is awesome. He's got the, some of the best looking videos. Uh, it, it certainly rivals anything that that's out there on the Food Network. And yet he's telling you, telling me right here in an email, like, man, I really wish I would have poured more into this because that's where, that's where, that, that's what's ma- that's what's moving the needle here in my brand. And so yeah, 
but video is important and, and he has a video channel. I have a video channel on YouTube and uh, I'll talk about how I'm using it in my brand in just a little bit, but um, let's talk about YouTube. What is, what's going on in YouTube? What do you think is the most important thing we need to start off with? Um, I think we should talk about the new, uh, what is it called again? YouTube one channel. Yeah, that's something that just came out and I read the email and and I saw that you could tweak some things and I went in and certainly changed, uh, created a little temporary banner, which is kind of ugly right now, but at least it, it I tweaked it to look as good as I could with the 20 minutes I had to devote to it. Now, do you happen, so, do you happen to have a YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. And does it have anything out there? What is it called? I think it's just called Eric J. Fisher. Is it? And I probably have one video there that I just made last week. Nice. Well, let's click on this and find out what YouTube One is. The new layout is kind of set up to allow creators to feature different types of content. I think this is a step forward in, in terms of really showcasing that what we're doing online is more structured. It, it feels more structured. That can sort my content out into a bunch of different shelves and, and tag some of them a certain way. And actually start to focus content on what people might want to see as well. Which just seems like it opens up lots of doors in terms of collaborations with other users. This new layout allows whatever your design is to scale accordingly. It was pretty seamless the way you upload a design and it shows you how your channel looks like in all these different interfaces. It scales and no matter what you have, you can see it on your desktop, you can see it on mobile. It seems like you're getting a lot more in a smaller piece of real estate on your screen. One thing I like is that there's just a lot more you can do. There's a lot more customizability, which uh, at least for me and my followers is a good thing. The new design to me is exciting because you have the welcome video for people who are not subscribed to you yet. They're changing things up a lot and I like change, so I think it's exciting. Alrighty, some customizability. So the YouTube one is their, their thing where they're actually telling you you can go in and you can pretty much rearrange what gets the centralized focus on your YouTube channel, the main page. Um, now, from what I understand, you can actually do some pretty creative things with the design and, and the layout and the branding, uh, which is pretty interesting. I haven't done anything more than play around with the little banner, but they actually have a different, you upload one image and they'll give you a template and they even show you this is what it would look like on an iPhone. This is what it would look like on an iPad. This is what it would, or a tablet. And this is what it would look like on the desktop. These are the three different kind of ways we're going to display your banner up in uh, the top of your site. And one thing that that just quickly went in there, and I love this, is actually being able to create a welcome video. So you just you choose one of the videos on your channel. And that can be your welcome video. And that is what actually gets displayed for people who are coming to your channel who are not yet subscribed. And so you can actually give them a personal welcome and you can beg them to subscribe and all of that stuff. And once they're subscribed, once they come to your channel again, they'll never see that video unless they unsubscribe. I think that's pretty cool. That's a great idea. We definitely should all set that up if we're using a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, my welcome video... Uh, is not a welcome channel, please subscribe, but my welcome video is actually my learn how to podcast part one of eight video. Nice. So I figured that that's the best way to introduce people to who I am and what I've got to offer on here. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, 
let's see here. Do you have anything else that you know about this that you want to share about uh, YouTube One channel? Well, the the design that they've got set up, it seems to be like it seems to be responsive. And what that means is that it's going to adapt and be optimized for all different. No matter what device somebody's consuming your video channel on, it's going to look good when they're browsing through your channel. Right. So. Yeah, and, and and like before, you had the ability to do some playlists and stuff like that, but they kind of chose what layout you get, and you can actually drag and drop different elements. So you could do you could list your recent uploads. You could uh, do your uh, you could do playlists. You can feature the things that you want, or you can actually choose to not feature things that you don't want to feature on your YouTube channel. I th- I think it's a step forward. I don't think it's as big a deal as, as what they're making, but you know, hey, anything they do there uh, to help out. But uh, it's been cool. a long time since they've made, YouTube has made customizing your uh, page and brand and channel on YouTube uh, as easy or as good looking as this. Yeah. So <clears throat> I wonder if uh, Pat Flynn has changed his because um, I will tell you, his brand looked really great on YouTube even before YouTube won and I kind of liked the way that mine looked like uh, before then of course you know I, again I only had 20 minutes to play with it since then but uh, let's see here let's I don't think he has I'm looking at his channel right now yeah he has not done it so and I'm not subscribed to him but I am now there you go don't know why is his uh, smart passive income mm-hmm so it's uh, youtube.com slash smart slash smart passive income. Yeah, see, he has the old version, and I think it looks great. Yeah, but he's he's got it he's got it set up very well. That's what I'm saying, and so oh. so that, that's what I'm saying. And, and if you you go to his, and I had mine set up pretty well, and when I switched over to YouTube uh, channel or one channel, it actually looks the way it does now. It, my, mine looked better the way it was before than it does now. But I, but again, I I'm pretty sure that once I get in there and optimize it for everything that give they give me the ability to optimize, it's actually going to end up looking a whole lot better. So that's one thing. Now there are a couple other things about YouTube that maybe aren't brand new, but since I hardly ever talk about YouTube, that we could certainly cover here. And um, one thing that they've added is something called YouTube Capture, which is an iPhone app. Tell us a little bit about that, Eric. Yeah, YouTube Capture, this is actually something that's months old, but I thought, you know what, it makes sense, and especially the question I had to you, which was, for somebody who has an established, you know, YouTube channel that they're using to build their brand, they've got actual, you know, business videos out there, what kind of a benefit does having YouTube Capture, a mobile app, that then you'd suddenly take, you know, quick video on the go, which I, I know you could do for business, that'd be great. But if you're wanting to, you know, just take a quick video of you and your family or something cool that's going on in a, you know, share what's going on in my life kind of a way, like an Instagram but video kind of a way, this is what that does, that app does. And you can upload it right to YouTube. However, you can actually, what is it, make it unlisted? Yeah, that's the that's the key there is to make it unlisted. So, so this is this is a cool thing, and and of course, I have a little bit of brand confusion in my own mind about when it comes to YouTube. My my main YouTube channel is youtube.com/cliffeotc, 
which stands for Cliff Encouraging Others Through Christ. That was my original username online before I even got into podcasting and all that other stuff. So, um, and, and of course, I've just always used that. And the the YouTube channel used to all be really personal stuff, like just me hanging out with the family, doing things, showing people the big blizzard outside and, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, once I started to get more serious about taking my, you know, my brand as a business, I started to upload business stuff, and and when they when I found out that I could go in and and choose what visit what videos are public and which ones are quote unquote unlisted, I actually went in and spent about an hour one day going in and making all of my non business related videos as unlisted. So that means they don't show up in search results, and they certainly don't show up on my YouTube channel. Um, but they're still available online and I can still embed them in blog posts. And that's what I love. So for, or for social media purposes, or, Twitter and Facebook. Exactly. So and Google plus, we won't forget them. Oh yeah. That, that thing. Um, but anyway, so what I can do is I might actually have tutorials and professionally produced videos and all this other stuff on my YouTube channel, but I can still go out and record a quick little update from a conference or, hey, I'm in New York City, check out this, who I just ran into in a quick little, you know, 45 second or a three minute video of uh, me running into a friend and stuff like that. And and it's just something quick and easy and, and good to share with folks. And that actually doesn't have to go as my latest upload on my YouTube channel. I can just mark it as unlisted and then I can share it on Facebook, just the the unique URL with Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, all of those things. And if I wanted to, I could come back and and just embed that on my blog post or in a private membership forum or whatever the case may be. And I, I still get to share that video. This this has helped me with one big issue, and that is originally I wanted to have one YouTube channel for my personal, private, fun videos, and then I wanted to have another channel for my business stuff. And actually I used to, I actually have, uh, and it's still out there. It's got, it's at uh, youtube.com slash podcast answer man, which by the way, I encourage you not to subscribe to that instead subscribe to cliff EOTC. Um, but anyway that, so I did, I created a secondary account just for the business stuff and there's just no easy way outside of, you know, signing in and out or doing multiple sign on Mm -hmm. or different browser sessions and stuff like that. Uh, to to switch between the two, and I wanted to switch between the two often. So that's what I did. So basically, personal stuff is unlisted. Uh, business stuff that I want everybody to see is listed. It, it is public. Although, I also use the unlisted video functionality for business stuff too, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But going back to YouTube Capture, is this something that is appealing to you? Uh, it is, because I definitely want to do more You know, on-the-go like you said, we, and you and I have been talking about, you know, attending PodCamp Nashville coming up here. And it would be cool to, you know, take a quick video and say, hey, I'm here with so-and-so and here's what we're doing and it's good to see them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And just post it out to Twitter and Facebook and just share it, but not have it be part of, you know, the videos that uh, I will be producing for future projects, you know? Yeah. Now, one thing I did notice is that built into the feature of the YouTube Capture app is uh, image stabilization. And what I have found is... Oh, that's freaky. Yeah, is that you do not want to use image stabilization. It 
makes you look like well if you're watching it, it looks like you've done some kind of psychedelic drug or something uh because the so whole, maybe that is what you want <laughs> maybe it is what you want exactly but uh image stabilization not too cool um the only thing that you know here's the deal we've always had the ability to upload videos to youtube so on our iphones or at least we have for a long time you could have actually just gone in and created a video and then gone to your camera roll and, and found the video and hit upload and upload it to YouTube. That's been around for a long time. Right. But I don't know about you, Eric, that that thing never really worked for me. It seemed like it always timed out or gave me errors and or it's a bit clunky and it's not intuitive. This is much more intuitive. It also actually will let you do some trimming of the video, some color correction and even add in, you know, music tracks if you yeah. want it. Yeah, so it's coming along now. It isn't quite iMovie yet, which I think will be neat uh, if they actually start putting in where you can bring in a little animated opening and and some transitions and stuff like that. And I think that that probably will be coming in the future. Wouldn't you? Do you think that? Yeah, I think so. That yeah. it would make sense. Um, one of one of the only drawbacks, although not for us, is that this is iOS only. Um, that does mean you can use it on. All iPhones, well, recent iPhones, iPod Touches, and then they just recently made it in a universal app, so now it's available for iPad and iPad Mini as well. Excellent. Would so, you shoot video on your iPad Mini? Yeah, absolutely. IPad, I would. IPad. I would on my iPad. Yeah, iPads are excellent. It's got it's got a decent camera, and it, there's nothing more awesome than actually having the big, huge, gigantic iPad screen to preview what you're actually recording. It it actually is a very nice view screen. Yeah. So. And I know people's like, oh, no, don't be the guy who's like holding up the I'm like you. What's so bad about having a giant television screen in front of you that's recording anyways? Yeah, I don't do it that often because I usually have the phone on my pocket in my pocket. But yeah. Well, anyway, YouTube capture, I think it, I think it's cool. Um, and it's something that I plan on using from time to time. The one thing is, is I tried it a lot when it first came out. I have not tried any of the updates since, and I did have some uh, concerns back then. And you can tell me, Eric, if these have been solved. Well, number one, occasionally I would get a timeout, and it wouldn't actually upload. And when it didn't upload the first time, it, I, it seemed to be very difficult for it to actually try a second time, like to actually pause it or reset mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. I think that's gonna. I think that's probably part of what's been updated or fixed in the app so far. Part of that has to do with cellular data as well as the size of the video based on the length of the video. So yeah, I have no problem with it timing out. The question is, what did the, what is it going to do with it when it when that happens? Is the video still there? Can I actually do something with the video once once it's failed? Yeah, and I'm sure that they've either fixed that already or or that a fix is coming. But I, here's the other thing that I ran into as an issue is I created this video. And I told it, yeah, go ahead and share that on Facebook and Twitter. And then all of a sudden it gets posted to thousands of people and people are clicking the link because they're seeing it in real time. And it says, this video is not yet finished processing or this video does not exist yet. Um, and that was a really big issue. So you you upload a you know a five minute video and then all of a sudden there's no video there for the, them to watch, but it posts the link as soon as it finishes uploading. Yeah, that I remember seeing that as well. That can be an issue. Um, I don't know if that's fixed yet. I do know 
that it looks like from me looking at the app right now, when you open it, you can actually uh, go into your camera roll of videos. So it doesn't have to be that you shoot the video in your in the app itself. You can shoot it with the regular full screen uh, built-in camera okay. and then have it saved and then import it into this app. Okay, so you could actually use iMovie on the iPhone. Exactly. And then import that and up, you upload it through the YouTube capture. Right. Okay, that, that's interesting. That's good. So the, the one thing, though, and this is my question, and, and I don't know if you have the answer, but what I would like to be able to do is upload the video to YouTube, have it be unlisted, which I know is an option, and then once it's up there and I can actually confirm that it's been processed, can I go into the app, click on that video, and then share it from the app? After I'm the not, fact. I'm not sure if you can share it from the Capture app, but I'm pretty sure you could share it from the the iOS YouTube app. Yes, yeah. That that if, if you can't do that, that's, uh, I think, ridiculous. I think um, you should be able to go in and afterwards and then share those videos uh, after the fact because that's when you want to do it, after you know that the videos have been processed and that they're working fine mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So... But yeah, you, YouTube Capture, it, I think it's a great step forward, and I'm glad I'll, to see that it's there. I will do a test of that certain scenario you just said, and once I know the answer, I will post it in the show notes to this episode. Excellent. Very cool. All right, so the thing is, um, YouTube, one of the big gripes that I had about you, actually, I had two very huge gripes about YouTube for the very longest time. Uh, number one was that for forever they had a 10 minute video limit and uh, that was kind of tough and everybody's like well you just create 10 minute videos and and of course now you know they've removed that restriction for so many people if not everybody uh, with or at least it's easy to upgrade to to get rid of that limit and I sometimes will go back and do a search for videos and there's some like really old TV shows that I watched when I was a kid that I want to sw- watch on on um on youtube and i know that they're there and we're talking about you know some you know a tv show that had 30 episodes per season and there were four seasons and every episode is broken up to like eight parts and i'm like oh man come on this is ridiculous and so there's you know like 400 different videos you have to actually go through and you yeah, once you get finished with season three, episode two, part four, you've got to find right. season three, episode four, part whatever. Uh, so that was ridiculous. But anyway, one of the things that I do know that is rolled out to every channel, every YouTube channel I've created is that when you start a brand new YouTube channel, there is still a limit from what I know, from at least the from when I created one for one of my children. Uh, but if you go in and say, hey, I want to remove the time limit, you can give them your cell phone number and they'll send you a text message with a code and you can put it in and it will eliminate that time limit. Um, have you found that you, do you still have the time limit or can you upload? I hours? did and I actually, I was just looking that up and I found that I can upload now longer than 15, but I'm looking to try and find what is the actual limit as when far, you upgrade. As far as I know, I don't believe there is one. Okay, uh, and I know for a fact that I've actually uploaded two and a half hour videos. Oh well, then nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and and I've actually watched a couple. I, I watched a a Billy Joel concert in Shea Stadium, 
the other day that was two hours long. I watched a Simon and Garfunkel video uh, concert in Central Park a couple uh, a couple weeks ago that was two hours in length. So okay, yeah, it does say in the Wikipedia article for YouTube that the site's rules are modified in December 2010 to allow users to upload videos of unlimited length, but yeah. you have to request it. Yeah, so. yeah, you do have to request it. So that so that took away that gripe, but still my biggest biggest gripe and concern about YouTube for the longest time was the very embarrassing thumbnails. Mm, yes. I I mean, here's the deal. One of the reasons I like audio is because I look a lot better than in audio than I do in video. You sound better than you look. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. I, I mean, that. um, <laughs> I love it. No, I agree with that statement. Uh, but here's the thing. The, the, I mean, I'm not I'm not a bad looking person, but I sure do have a lot of thumbnails out there that YouTube captured just randomly and my mouth is contorted all funny and sideways and I'm like, seriously? This this is I mean and and what they would do is they would randomly or not randomly they would actually do it like 25% of the way through 50% of the way through 75% of the way through and people actually said if you actually you know just throw up you know, just for a second throw up a little uh, one second uh, video uh, frame in there and hide it in you can actually trick the system to pull that and people tried that for a while I tried it it never worked for me. And, and stuff like that. But YouTube thumbnails were notoriously horrible. And it's one of the reasons why, even after they removed the time limit, I still went to other services to upload my videos. Well, in the Wikipedia article, does it actually tell you when they actually removed the, the or when they gave everybody the ability to go in and uh, do the uh, thumbnails? I believe, I'm not finding it here right away, but... I believe that it was some point in late 2011. Okay. Early and, 2012. And if you create a brand new channel today, I'm not sure that you'll have the ability to upload I don't videos. Think you do because I was frustrated looking for it the other day and my channel my channel is pretty new. Okay. And so you don't have the ability to upload a custom video or I custom I could not panel. figure out where to switch the oh. thumbnail. Yeah, it, so it, you would actually go into your video manager and click on edit. And it'll show you the three thumbnails that it shows. And then right below, it'll actually have a little button that says upload a thumbnail. Yeah, now, I think I couldn't find that. Yeah, if you couldn't find it, then that's not turned on. But here's how you get it turned on. You simply go into the monetization settings of your YouTube channel and tell it that, yes, it's okay to monetize my video. And then you have to actually, you only have to have monetization turned on on at least one video. You don't have to turn it on for all of them. Uh-huh. But you turn monetization on for at least one video, and then um, I think it took probably about a week for my other channel to to convert over to uh, giving me the ability to upload custom thumbnails. But now I do have the ability to upload custom thumbnails. And if you go to um, youtube.com slash Cliff EOTC, uh, surprisingly, uh, if you look on my mo- my recent uploads, you'll see... Uh, that there are a ton of videos that do have it, and some some I still haven't gone back and uploaded yet. But uh, yeah, it, it and it makes a big difference. Matter of fact, I'll tell you where it makes the biggest difference. Go to podcastanswerman.com slash equipment. And that is where it made a, a massive difference there. So right underneath my equipment packages, 
you'll see where it says Heil PR40 package setup instructions. And one of the things I will tell you about YouTube, um, a YouTube thumbnails is it. You have to know where that button, the play button, is going to be in the middle. Mm-hmm. You have to also take into consideration that they're going to have a little border at the top, uh, and all of those things. And what I did is I actually went and created a twelve eighty by seven twenty p pixel uh, uh, template, and I actually have that play button and the border that I can throw over top any of any image that I'm actually creating as a thumbnail. And then I can preview it and I can move the text above or below or up or down or to the right or to the left to make sure that when this is actually embedded on a site, that the button or the uh, the little uh, bar at the top is not covering up important text that I want it to be or that I want to be displayed. That's great. It's awesome stuff. So, yeah, YouTube. Uh, let's see here. What else did I have in my notes for this? So, unli- oh, unlisted videos. We've already talked a lot about them. Yeah. Uh, but another place where I used unlisted, unlisted videos, you know, I have podcasting A to Z online training course. Right. And every Friday I do about a two hour group coaching call. It's via, it's a webinar in essence. And I answer tons of questions for my A to Z students. And afterwards I export that to a 12, eight, you know, a 720p video, which is a uh, full HD or well, it's HD anyway. Um, and after after I'm done, I upload it to my YouTube channel as an unlisted video. And I just take the link to that and embed it into the private discussion forum and say, hey guys, here's the video from our call. And I just make sure that people know, say, listen, this is an unlisted video. This means that if you have the direct URL, you could share this, but please do me a favor and don't share it with anybody. And that's the cool thing is, is I, you know, I deal with, I pretty much only deal with people that I trust. And so far I've not had had anybody really violate my trust or anything like that by taking content that they've purchased or have access to because if they've paid for a service or a product and, um, it, and it just works. I literally have thousands of videos, it seems all over the place. And, um, a lot of those are unlisted videos. Not only that, but I've been creating a ton of little one-off tutorials, and those are unlisted videos as well. And I created a little shortcut um, list. So the most frequently asked questions that I get, oftentimes in email or in my A to Z course or something like that, and so I say, hey, you know, I'm really thinking, should I get that compressor limiter gate that you have? Um, You know, what would be the benefits, blah, 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 blah. And of course, you know, I, it, it always comes to me as a question. Hey, Cliff, I have a quick question. Do you think I should get the compre- the MDX 4600 compressor limiter gate? <laughs> and it's like they think that that's a quick question. Well, the thing is, is the truth is it is a quick question, but it's not a quick answer. It's a 20, <laughs> it's a 29 minute video answer. <laughs> so and I just happen to have that right I, here. And I finally created that bad boy. And so now I go into everything that I think you ought to think about when it comes to do you want to get an MDX 4600? And the answer to the question is do I need one is no. Do you want one? Let me tell you why you may or may not. Here you go. So um, yeah. Anyway, so that's what I'm using unlisted videos for. I have a ton of unlisted videos and I love them. And the cool thing when a video is unlisted, it will not show up in a Google search uh, it won't show up in a YouTube search. Nobody will see it on your channel. It does not show up. It's almost as though it doesn't exist on the web unless somebody has the direct 
URL, which is a randomly generated URL. And also, the only other way people would see an unlisted video is if you embed that video somewhere for people to see. Right. Now, the thing is, the the one drawback is it is possible to embed the unlisted video on your blog and people could click through to the YouTube link and then have the URL and share it with people. Now, there is a podcast episode I did a long time ago and it was uh, the plugins that I recommend. And one of the plugins that I recommend is Lead Player. And if you want to find out about Lead Player, <clears throat> it is, uh, let's see here, I'm looking right now, podcastanswerman.com slash 271. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash 271. And that is where I talk about the plugins that I highly recommend. And Lead Player is one of them. And Lead Player allows you to take a YouTube video uh, an unlisted YouTube video even, and put it in your site, and it gives you the ability, if you want to, to take away the the YouTube watermark, and people can watch it on your site, but they won't be able to click through to see it on YouTube, which means that they won't know where the, what that unique URL is, where it's pulling from. That's great stuff. So yeah, anyway... Fun stuff. That's unlisted videos. And uh, that's pretty much how I'm using YouTube. Uh, I do have youtube.com slash cliff uh, or no slash podcast answer man. And there are a handful of videos over there, maybe 11 or 12 videos there. They are embedded in other places. Some of them have some massively high number of views. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to just take them down. I'm just tempted to take them down, move them over to my main channel and only have the one channel. Uh, because I, if certainly I'm not adding anything else to that other channel. Everything's going under Cliffy OTC. So now that they've taken away my time limit, they've given me the ability to do custom upload of thumbnails. I can actually unlist videos. Those are the three big things. I'm using YouTube a lot now. Here's the only thing that I wish they would let me do. I wish they let me go in and change my username from Cliff. Oh. I want to change my username from Cliff EOTC to Podcast Answer Man or Cliff, or to Cliff Ravenscraft. Yeah. And if they would let me do one of those two, or let me change my username or my permalink or whatever you want to call it, that would be just so darn awesome. That would be great. Yeah, one, one YouTube channel to rule them all. Exactly. And then it would truly be youtube.com slash one channel. Yes. All right. So, um, oh, Daniel is saying in the chat room, he says, you can change how it displays. Hmm. Now, well, we'll have to look into that. Well, I, I will check into that. Now, if he's talking about the fact that if you go to youtube.com slash Cliff EOTC, now it'll actually say Cliff Ravenscraft. It doesn't actually say Cliff EOTC on my YouTube channel, but the, UR, the URL is still very much youtube.com slash cliff eotc so what i'm looking to change is not how my name is displayed uh, because i know that i can change that and i have but what i want to do is i want to actually change the actual physical url or the permalink or the uh what do they call that the uh, facebook calls them the uh what do you call that um i know it's got a name (laughs) You know, we were debating this in my office just the other day. It's not a subdomain. That would be the, the domain prior to, it'd be like some, e, cliffyotc.youtube.com. Um, it's, it's a, a subfolder. It's a, no, it's, sub, called, it's, sub called a, it's a vanity URL. That's it, yeah. 
That's what I'm looking for. That's the name and I couldn't come up with. It is a vanity URL. So I want to actually change my YouTube vanity URL. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, so YouTube, that's a topic we haven't covered a lot here. Yeah, on and actually, Man. let's 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 continue this conversation in the show notes in the comment section for this episode, where people can go and they can give us what they're ta- what they use their YouTube channel for, or if they know other tips and tricks and tweaks that you can do with your channel to make it awesome or mobile stuff that they've done. I would like to know myself. I'm curious. That would be interesting. I would love to have that in an ongoing conversation. Just go to podcastanswerman.com slash 301. Podcastanswerman.com slash 301. I do have two other things that I want to share that people I've seen do. Um, Tim Arthur is a good friend of mine, and he actually has a podcast called The Tech Monks, and one of the things that he did with his podcast was upload his audio for his his uh, YouTube channel or of his audio podcast, and he actually would uh, go in and use the annotations to, and you could actually cause the annotations to links, and he would actually go in and create text overlays that if you click on them will jump you to different portions of the video. So it was almost like creating chapters within his audio podcast, and it would jump them to and from. Uh, different sections of each of those audio podcasts, which is pretty darn awesome. Uh, I, I I think that a YouTube channel is best used for creating content for the thing there, but that's a situation where I could actually see creating a separate YouTube channel, one for your real video content, and then one called, you know, for example, it could be, you know, youtube.com slash, you know, Pam Audio or something like that, or, the you know, audio show. Yeah. But um, the other thing I've seen somebody do before is they have their assistant go in and do a transcript of the entire episode of their audio podcast. And then they have somebody go in and take their audio and bring it into a video editor. And uh, they put a whole page of text on the screen. And then at the end, when the audio gets to the place where it's at the end of that page, then they actually switch over to another image that shows the next big chunk of text. So it's kind of like you can read it as it's playing and it's and it actually is flipping through the page for you. Cool. So I've seen podcasters who have done that. Um, and here's the one thing I will tell you is creating video content on YouTube, for YouTube is very valuable. Uh, in fact, uh, using screencasts is just out of this world. My Video number one of Learn How to Podcast is now, I'm looking at it right here, 30,042 views. So that's 30,000 people who are now familiar with the fact that, hey, this Cliff Ravenscraft guy has some information related to podcasting. That You can imagine that's done uh, a lot of good things for me and my brand. So that's pretty awesome. Definitely. And uh, you know, there's a whole lot more. But yes, yeah, so let's go ahead and carry that conversation into the comment section and uh, we'd love to hear some of the additional things that you're doing. I know we haven't talked about closed captioning. We haven't talked about, uh, we really haven't talked a whole lot about the annotations. Um, One other thing I heard about was um, that on a YouTube channel, you can actually choose one YouTube channel or one YouTube video to be something that you advertise on all of your YouTube videos. Have you heard about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good good one, too. 
Yeah. So you can have, let's just say if you're doing a special promotion of your podcasting A to Z course, which I, I probably should do this. Um, I could actually make it. I'm, I'm not sure. Does it show at the end of the video? Is that how it works or or is it? Uh, yeah, there's a couple options, I think. OK, so you could actually create you could you know, you can basically advertise one of your YouTube videos on every other YouTube video that you have which is huge and I have not taken advantage of that. So there's a lot of things like that we can we can cover. Just let's carry that conversation on over into podcastanswerman.com slash 301. Throw it in there into the comments and uh, we'll carry on that conversation. Eric, anything you want to plug while you're still here, my friend? Um, Hey, I will plug our fellow friend, Daniel J. Lewis. I just did an episode uh, interview with him on my show beyond the to-do list he is a podcaster we talk all about productivity as a podcaster and is his you know first year and a half in building his uh, entrepreneurial endeavors check that out it's beyond the to-do list.com slash 23 excellent thank you so beyond the to-do list.com slash 23 eric can be found on twitter at twitter.com slash eric Eric J. For the letter sure. K. Eric with a K, the letter J, yes. F-I-S-H-E-R. I should probably get more sleep. Anyway, and also, uh, if you guys are interested, we're going to be at PodCamp Boston, or no, PodCamp Nashville. Yes. Which is what, May 5th? May 4th, Saturday, May 4th. Saturday, May 4th in Nashville, Tennessee. Eric and I hopefully will be speaking there. Of course, PodCamp Nashville, don't tell us until... We will be there. We'll be no there. No matter what, to hang out. Come yeah. shake our hand and hang out with us and we have proposed some pretty darn awesome sessions as well and oh by the way dan miller will be there as well and he and i are leading a session together so it's gonna be awesome eric thank you for everything my friend you are welcome always great hanging out with you cliff well my friends that is gonna wrap it up for this episode of podcast answer man i hope that you have enjoyed this conversation that eric and i had today I can't believe that after 301 episodes, I'm just now getting around to giving YouTube a little bit of the attention it deserves. Maybe more to come in future weeks and months ahead. Certainly have overlooked it for far too long. As far as covering it, certainly I've been using it. And there's so much more I could do to use it even better. And as I find ways to take my YouTube usage and functionality to the next level, I'll share those details with you here in this show. Hey, big week to say thank you to those of you who have been using my affiliate link for Bluehost. As you guys know, if you use my affiliate link for Bluehost when you sign up for your hosting account for your website, I get a very generous commission. And I do mean very generous. It's a good one. Um, Anyway, I want to say thank you to the people behind the following domains. AvidWoodworker.com wickedsportslounge.com theawesomeaddiction.com and craiglisters.com Again, that's avidwoodworker.com wickedsportslounge.com theawesomeaddiction.com and craiglisters.com All of them used my affiliate link. If you want to find out about my thoughts on hosting, whether you should go to shared hosting with Bluehost or maybe virtual private server with somebody like servant hosting head over to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting it has all of my notes on hosting there also thank you for those of you 
who have been purchasing equipment from my website at podcastanswerman.com slash equipment have sold several Podcast Answer Man packages lately. It's been kind of nice. And for those of you who are looking for something, maybe just uh, one-off items, uh, thank you for using my B&H affiliate links over there on that page as well. Upcoming events, I've got plenty of them. Social Media Marketing World, San Diego, California, April 7th through 9th. I'll be speaking there. If you want to sign up, go to gspn.tv slash social media for more details. Of course, we are hosting a big meetup. Myself, Stephanie, and Pat Flynn, all of us together. I think there's only like 20 some odd tickets left though. So uh, you need to get there quick if you want to come and see us and hang out with us at... uh, Pizza on 5th, I think is what it's called. We've got the entire restaurant. We reserved the whole thing. And we can only allow 100 people to join us. But if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash meetup, you can learn more details. If you're in the San Diego area, we would love to meet you there. And then, of course, uh, I've got some other conferences coming up, but I'll just leave it at that. I've only got about uh, 28 seconds left. And I will say this. I have announced the date for my next podcasting A to Z course. It is going to start on Monday, May 20th. More details at podcastingatoz.com. Thank you so much. I'll be back again next week. Until then, take everything you do to the next level. Podcast! It's a man!